Hello everyone, welcome back. It is Wednesday, that means we are back live here from 1230 to one, talking about all the great questions you have about fall recruiting, specifically we're targeting part two of ongoing recruiting um, this Wednesday. So thank you for those who've kind of sent in questions, emailed us some questions. We wanna make sure we get to all of it. We did have one specific question that came in through our story. So we'll, we'll make sure uh, we save some time to answer that specifically. Um, today we have are two, so I think you've both been here at least twice, right? Or no, this is your second time, Philip? Second time this fall. Okay, yeah. awesome. So we have we have some familiar faces. I'm gonna do a quick intro. I'll let them do a quick intro and then we'll dig into those questions. But Caroline, you wanna quickly say hi and then hop potato to Dylan. Hi guys, I'm Caroline and I'm a junior studying marketing here at Kelly and I work on the social media team with Sarah. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan, crew coach in the office and the author of your favorite weekly UCS newsletter. <laughs> and I'm sure you all read yes. front to back, top to bottom. Yes. Every Tuesday morning, Dylan so uh, so generously clicks and or curates <laughs> all of that specifically for you. So if you're not reading it, please do, because that's where we have a lot of our wealth of information, upcoming events, great resources and details. So thank you, Dylan on behalf of all of us for making Please that happen that. every Tuesday. <laughs> I post the reminders to yes. everyone to do it too. Every all right, Tuesday. let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. I love that. There we go, okay, perfect. Cool. This yeah. is all very much planned. <laughs> <laughs> so again, if you're just joining us, we're tackling all about ongoing recruiting. We've had a lot of questions now that we are officially in November. What? Wow. Oh, I hope everyone had a wonderful Halloween weekend and a Halloween. Um, we are going to tackle some of those questions that you have sent in about what is going on with fall recruiting. Is it still on? So all good questions. Let's go ahead and get to it. So the first one, this is a very specific question that actually we really like. We kind of went over it before we went live. So I'm a junior studying abroad next spring and still looking for an internship opportunity, but I realize we're at the end of fall recruiting. What should I do? So junior studying abroad next spring, wonderful. A good chunk of our juniors do go uh, go abroad in the spring. I believe Caroline is one of those one of those lucky um, juniors uh, looking for an internship opportunity. What to do now, and maybe what to do as as they are abroad. Caroline, you want to hit this first since you are kind of similar profile <laughs> of, of a student. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me. I did apply a lot this semester for some of them, but I'm a marketing major, like I said, so a lot of my recruiting is going to be later in the spring. So I knew going into it that I might be recruiting abroad as well. So what mm -hmm. I did was try to start networking with a lot of people for companies that I'm interested in to work at and start researching what companies I want to apply to when their applications open mm -hmm. and to learn more about when those applications open and if they're going to be when I'm abroad so that I can prepare and I'm not as overwhelmed um, while I'm abroad because obviously I'm going to be super busy traveling, doing school there. So um, that was my approach. I don't know if you have anything to add as mm -hmm. well. So you were very proactive this fall specifically yes. and, and did a lot of networking and a lot of applying to positions. Mm -hmm. Dylan, putting your career coach hat on, if this student walked into your office with this type of uh, circumstance or situation, what would kind of your top tips or advice be? Yeah, so addressing the question specifically, they they phrased you know it being the end of fall recruiting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really the, only the end if you want it to be. I don't really think it ends, frankly. I think it's always ongoing, uh, whether <laughs> there are companies physically or virtually attending our events or not. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a process that's largely self-directed and guided by you. Sure. 
So, well, there's obvious reasons you might want to have this wrapped up before you go abroad, because if you don't, you have to kind of navigate attending meetings or informational interviews or interviews, frankly, in a different time zone. Mm -hmm. Just know that there are tons of other students, um, like Caroline said, especially relevant to the industry that you're in, that might actually start recruiting or interviewing once you are abroad. Like it might be too soon for some of you, frankly. Mm -hmm. So I think just budgeting your time accordingly, mm -hmm. it's certainly something that you can manage and is, it is not unheard of. You're not going to be the only student doing that. Absolutely. I just want to add too, I think that's all perfect. And to not be stressed about recruiting abroad. I know <laughs> I was super stressed about recruiting abroad and um, I am going abroad, like we said, this coming spring. But I think after talking to a lot of people and talking to my other friends that are older than me, it's totally doable and it shouldn't be something that you're freaking out about because a lot of people are going to be going through it. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say from what I've heard too, companies are gonna understand, Sarah has also mentioned to me as I've been freaking out about it, that it's possible to organize it and figure it out and it's um, totally doable, so Absolutely. don't be stressed. Yes, and there were a few kind of helpful pointers in the question itself that we wanted to address. And I think, Dylan, you kind of got to it. Um, the students specifically, you know, mentioned that um, they realized that it's the end of fall recruiting. So we talked about it last Wednesday, too. So technically, yes, we're coming to a, a lull for on-campus fall recruiting, but fall recruiting or recruiting itself is really not ending. So the timeline, I think, sometimes our students look into when we get all these, like, um, employer networking nights and stuff like that. It is definitely much in the you know front uh, part of fall semester, but just because we're seeing a slowdown of that doesn't mean that all employers are done recruiting completely. If you've gone to our handshake, even just on our handshake platform alone um, under jobs, I mean, we have more than 8,000 internships still posted, more than 10,000 full-time positions still posted and on, ongoing with their recruiting efforts. So recognize that we're not at the end of fall recruiting. Um, and going back to kind of Caroline and Dylan's point, we've had many, many students over a span of many years who do great in spring recruiting um, even when they are abroad. One thing that we actually just talked about before we, we went live is one of the key um, strategies that could help you as you apply to things from now through Thanksgiving break, winter break, and even when you're abroad, um, on your resume, if you want to put next to your name in parentheses, studying abroad in Europe or studying abroad in Barcelona for spring 2024, that's a great indicator for employers that for the most part, your recruiting efforts will or probably will be virtual and that is completely okay. I think if COVID, any silver lining that COVID gave us was virtual recruiting is completely okay, it happens. And quite frankly, most companies are still sticking with a component of virtual recruiting. So know that um, just because you're studying abroad, you're not necessarily at odds or you'll be missing out um, on, on the actual recruiting um, opportunities or experience. So I think that's super important to realize. So we hope that kind of answers some of your questions. If you have more specific questions about how to do spring recruiting while you're abroad, we would love to sit down with you and have a more customized one-on-one -on -one conversation. You know where to find us. You can make appointments with us on Handshake um, and, and we can really sit down with you and kind of peel back some of the more specific questions or concerns you may have about going abroad and being a junior and so forth. So don't hesitate to reach back out. Um, we would love to have that conversation with you one-on-one. -on -one. Awesome. Um, second question, did I miss anything or are we okay to move on? I think the last thing I'll add is just sometimes, you know, folks with different personalities, introvert, extroverts, maybe you're anxious, maybe, maybe you're not. That, that kind of chit chat at the beginning of an interview is yeah. sometimes awkward for some folks, maybe not for others, but if it is for you, 
a good conversation starter is, oh, I'm, I'm abroad, by the way, right now. Mm. Folks who have studied abroad are really proud of that. It's yeah. something that they really enjoy talking about. So maybe that could be the icebreaker at the beginning, at the beginning of an interview while you're waiting for it to officially start sure. is to talk about your experience that you're having and invite them to maybe do the same if they've studied abroad. Absolutely. And I think usually that, en that ends up opening a lot of doors, especially if you end up recruiting or interviewing with like the IU or Kelly alum. A lot of our students end up going around and be like, you're where? You're in Barcelona? I was there, you know, whatever that was. And you guys might just have a more casual conversation anyway. Um, so I love that point of kind of thinking about and being intentional about and mentioning that you're studying abroad, um, even though they might already know from your application. That actually, and we can talk more about it because I think questions kind of lead up to it as well. But we still have Thanksgiving break. We still have, oh gosh, we have what? seven weeks left of semester itself and we have still winter break coming up it's a great time for you to continue to network and have conversations people tend to be a little bit more generous during the holiday season i feel like like yeah you want 15 minutes of my time and have a conversation absolutely let's go ahead and let's do one good deed for my alma mater um so reach continue to reach out to people on linkedin or on handshake or through family friend contacts that you have and get those networking calls in or have conversations info sessions um kind of under your belt even before you leave because I think that'll just kind of help you get started um, in, in a healthy spot too when you're even physically abroad. Oh, awesome. Second question that we want to tackle. The companies and industries that I'm interested in uh, don't seem to recruit here at Kelly. What can I do? I feel like I kind of pre-gamed this one with networking, but I'm going to leave it to Dylan and, and Caroline to give me some, some of their pointers. Uh, companies, industries, they don't see as much recruiting here at Kelly. What should this student do? Can I go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, I know I said this a lot on the last podcast I was on, <laughs> but seriously, the only thing I could say is network. And if there's not companies coming to the school, I would say it's your job to find people that either there's like IU is so big. There's definitely maybe one person that works at the company that you're interested in. Even if there's not, you could find a connection somewhere on LinkedIn. I love finding someone that goes to IU and I feel like it's pretty easy if you're looking at a bigger company and I always specifically choose them. And just reaching out to them will get your foot in the door to learn about the company and then they'll connect you with more people and more people. Um, and I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. I was looking at a lot of companies that I feel like weren't recruiting specifically at IU. So um, that was my first approach was Kind of finding people that i could talk to whether it was people in the area i was in or even if it wasn't in the area i was in to learn more and then have them connect me with um someone closer to what i was looking to or maybe mm -hmm. i ended up liking what they were doing as well so i would say um definitely networking to find that in the companies that you're interested in okay that's huge yeah and i think <laughs> i think to to build off that i i came with some receipts Okay, so we're I, all ears. I, I did some prep today and I was reading our Kelly Career Guide, which is an awesome document, if you have not read it, located on our website. Yes. And in that, it says that 80% of available positions are never advertised. Yep. And that about 60 to 90% of jobs are found purely through networking. Mm -hmm. So as many jobs as you're maybe finding, there's way more that are out there that you haven't found yet. Yes. So building and maintaining relationships with folks, like Caroline was saying, is the most important part. And I think you maybe even mentioned this. Um, folks might interview you for a certain position 
And depending on how the interview goes, mm -hmm. there's another position that like they're about to post what they haven't yet. Yes. They might encourage you to interview for that because they think you'd be a better fit for it. <laughs> that has happened to me so many times. Like, <laughs> I, it's true and it's 100%. I agree. I think also for me, I reached out to someone who went to IU for a position I applied to at a company that doesn't recruit here. And he ended up telling me, oh, have you applied for the marketing one yet? And I was like, no, I didn't even know that that was open. And that's like a prime yeah. example of real life that actually happened. I had done another um, program at that company. I had applied for that. And from talking to them, they gave me all this information about this mm. amazing marketing program that they had that was nowhere on LinkedIn, nowhere on Handshake. <laughs> Only the one that I saw was on LinkedIn. So um, that's a prime example of how you could find different like positions that they don't market as much or that you didn't see right. um, through talking to people in the company. Yeah. And I think some kind of practical context that I like to always share with my students is given that number of like about 80% of jobs um, or positions don't even make it to like the public HR website or whatever. It's because, I mean, from an employer's perspective, right? They don't want to post and go through 700 applications that it's just a waste of money. It's a, a lot of time and effort. So what they usually do is they go to their internal um, contacts and be like, Hey, you know, I know Caroline, you're, you, you're from IU Kelly. Do you know anyone within your circles, maybe a year or two younger than you who might be interested in this type of opportunity? Do you mind just connecting us with them? And maybe they can refer, uh, or they can send a, send in their resume or something. Right. So they want to start with smaller trusted circles. So they know that whatever talent pool that they get is for the most, in some way kind of vetted, um, just a, easier and in a more efficient manner. So from an employer's perspective, that's kind of what they're looking for as well. So think of it from an employer's perspective when you're going through this, especially for those industries and um, companies maybe are smaller in scale or big enough, but they just don't hire as many interns or full-timers as kind of more of our traditional roles. They, they really probably are benefiting from that referral type of standpoint. Um, few actual resources on top of what um, Dylan has shared. We do have a very specific Kelly Alumni Network resource on our website, which is actually part of the guide, but we have the electronic version on Kelly Connect as well. If you want to look into that, we give you specific URLs to our Kelly Alumni LinkedIn group, IU Alumni LinkedIn group. I believe we also mentioned the different alumni chapters, IU Alumni chapters, chapters excuse me, throughout the entire world, not just here in the United States. I think that's a great starting point as you start looking through maybe potential contacts you want to get in touch with. I think that'd be a great effort as well. I think, can I add? Absolutely, yes. Another just helpful reminder is just because you're a Kelly student doesn't mean you're only allowed to attend Kelly career fairs yes. or networking events. If you're an Infosys major, well, maybe there's roles at mm -hmm. a Muddy career fair that appeal to you. Or if you're a marketing major and really interested in the creative side of things, maybe you want to go to a career fair at the College of Arts and Sciences. Yes. Um, we encourage students to do that and keep that in mind as well. Absolutely. There's, I feel like, especially during the height of recruiting, there's sometimes that misconception because all of our departments and our colleges, excuse me, put up our own kind of um, career fairs or networking nights. And because they see that like Kelly employer networking night, it's only for Kelly students. That is not true. As a Kelly student, you are also an IU student. You are more than welcome to attend any career fair that is held by the Lobby School or College of Arts and Sciences, O'Neill SPIA, um, and so forth. Especially if you feel like you have, you see companies or positions that you're qualified for that you're really interested in. So that's a good reminder too. Yeah. And those are on our website, on yeah. our events tab. You can see all the other schools' career fairs. Absolutely. We promote them. Yes. I think we all already added a few like spring 
recruiting events. Um, so, you know, be pretty active on our website as well as on our on the handshake. That's a little shameless plug. Kelly.careers.kelly.iu.edu. Awesome. Anything else we should add for um, you know, students? Maybe they feel like they're recruiting on their own. I think just having someone to talk to. You know, just because you're recruiting on your own doesn't mean that you still can't come in and talk to us about it. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's just nice to really have someone there to validate you. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to serve that purpose if you need it. And just to bounce some ideas around, too. Yes. So know that you're not doing it alone, even though it might feel like it sometimes. Yeah, we're all your resource. Um, all the Kelly faculty, staff, you know, friends that you have. We all know people that maybe you can get a great first point of contact to, to, you know, further your networking efforts. Um, so we love to do that. That's why we're in our roles. That's why Caroline's live with us today <laughs> to talk about her, her experiences. So please don't hesitate to reach out as, as we talk throughout the entire chat. If you're just joining us or if this is your first time, please go ahead and put in any questions you might have that maybe we're not getting to um, here in our chat. We'll be monitoring it as well. Um, but feel free to do that, or you can send us a direct message or an email later too, that's completely fine. All right, so our third question, um, what are other platforms I should be looking, uh, I should be using to look for internships and jobs aside from Handshake for companies that don't recruit at Kelly? Okay, so I'm assuming maybe like specific websites or platforms beyond Handshake. Um, Dylan, what do you think? So. I want to stay on Handshake for a second. We okay. were talking about this before. So just because a company's not like physically posting up on the first floor of Hodge at a booth, mm -hmm. for example, or coming to our in-person or virtual events doesn't mean they still don't have a strong presence on Handshake. Right. And by strong presence, well, what does that mean? Well, if you go to the employer's tab, so if you go to specific companies tab on Handshake, mm -hmm. you'll still see information from prior students who have interned there. Right. Some of them are maybe Kelly students. You might still see recruiter or other public staff listed there. You'll still see open positions. You'll see reviews folks have left about working at the company. So I think just because they're not physically or virtually like here doesn't mean they're not still really active on Handshake. Right. So don't rule out Handshake in, in that event. Um, beyond that, we've talked about LinkedIn, which you know Caroline's going to want to talk about company websites. Um, there are sometimes positions posted on company websites that aren't posted on other websites. Um, Google is your friend also. And I, Dr. Google. Caroline talked about that too. So I think I'll let you kind of run with Google and LinkedIn yeah, yeah. if you want. Yeah. So I, when we were talking about this earlier, I said that I also use LinkedIn a lot because that mm -hmm. gives you thousands and thousands of job opportunities. There's a lot of good um, filtering that you can do on there as well, just like Handshake, but it, it has a lot of more options as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I mentioned Google too, just because sometimes positions aren't posted on LinkedIn or they aren't posted on Handshake with one or the other that you kind of miss, or they are just on the job website. So they'll come up on Google sometimes if you're looking for a super specific type of job or looking for more options. I always go to Google when I'm looking just to make sure I'm not missing anything when I'm applying. So I would say those are my two other ones on top of Handshake. And I think looking at Handshake as well um, in different ways and just kind of going through it is definitely a great idea too. Absolutely. And staying on the topic of handshake, just because you don't see a position right now for whatever opportunity you're looking for, doesn't mean they're going to po they won't post uh, for, you know, especially for spring recruiting coming through and so forth. It might be that your specific industry that you're focus focusing on or position that you're focusing on, maybe their bigger rush 
is spring recruiting or that just in time, that February to April timeframe, which I know our students freak out about, but some companies just really flourish in that timeline. So they might be pretty active on Handshake. You might not physically see them as, as you heard from Dylan here on campus, but they're still kind of curating that profile page on Handshake. So if you feel like you have companies that you're really interested in, you find their Handshake profiles and their page looks pretty updated, what I would do is hit that follow star on their profile page on Handshake. Um, that helps you alert, uh, get customized messages when that company starts recruiting, actually like actively recruiting for positions or maybe they are going to come to campus, but not right now, but maybe in the spring, you will get those notifications so you don't miss out. So I think that's something that we definitely want to remember. Um, LinkedIn and Google, always great. I know Indeed uh, is, is another popular spot. So please, you know, depending again on your search and what you're really looking for, feel free to utilize different platforms. Um, I think we always tend to fall on the LinkedIn and the Handshake first, just because Handshake, for example, is our prime you know, uh, first destination for companies that want and know that they're going to get IU and Kelly talent. Um, so, you know, that's, I think, one of the easiest ways. But, you know, if Indeed and Google is also something that you've been utilizing or is working for you, please go ahead and do so. Um, just be specific in your searches um, and also don't overwhelm yourself, right? I think the beauty and also the downside of Google or yeah. bigger websites, like you really get everything mm -hmm. under the under the moon and under, under the sun, excuse me. So know kind of if you have a target list of companies or a target list of in industries that you're, you're wanting, start with that smaller kind of sample size, if you will. Um, so you don't get, you know, 75,000 things and you're just like, I have no idea. So but good question. I also think that like, depending on the industry you're mm -hmm. looking at, there might be like some big power players in that space mm -hmm. in terms of websites that host, because of how much traffic those websites get, host um, positions from other companies. So for example, students into like apparel merchandising or marketing, there's a website called The Business of Fashion. Maybe you know about this website. I don't I, I'm, I'm on that all the time because they always have different, <laughs> <laughs> for personal reasons, right? <laughs> There's a lot of marketing students in Kelly, in case you didn't know. And that's a resource that I share with them. That like some of them like, oh yeah, I, I read their articles all the time. They know about it. Others don't. There's probably like lots of big websites mm -hmm. kind of like that relevant to different industries that have job boards that like Sarah said, you might find everything under the sun. You might find positions that are there for people with five years of experience. Well, maybe that's not for you, but if you, you know, comb through what they do have, there might be a lot of things that you're looking for. So like what websites are out there that you haven't tapped into that are relevant to your industry? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say I've seen that too. For me, I did an insurance internship last year and there's a lot of insurance websites. Um, there's an insurance business fraternity that you can join that people don't know about. On that website, they have a whole jobs page and careers page mm -hmm. with all the insurance internships and specific ones that are just for that website that they only post on there for people that can find the website. So that's a prime example. I did not know about the marketing one, but I didn't know about the insurance one, so that's definitely out there a lot. So it is very interesting. That is good. Um, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and put another shameless plug on our website on Kelly Connect. <laughs> we do have a specific kind of job resources platform um, document if you go to our resources page and I mean it covers from marketing PR agencies all the way to kind of your your traditional accounting and finance and so forth I, I believe we really cover a whole array of things so 
you can certainly locate that on our website. If you just go to the search bar, you can even say like job posting resources or something like that. It should be one of the first few documents that come out under resources. So I think that's a great place for you to start because I know our office has reviewed that resource in the past to make sure it's still relevant for our students to use. So awesome. Um, our last, well, last question at least that we've received in the uh, before the show and then we have one that we wanted to tackle is, oh, I'm a sophomore. Um, and fall recruiting has been tough. I attended few networking events without much success. What should I be doing now? Sophomore fall recruiting networking events. Okay. Dylan, you want to talk about this one first? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, there's a lot I think we could say about that. I yes, think. Your notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot here. So. I think obviously there are company, a lot of companies might cater specifically to upperclassmen and there's a lot of reasons yes. for that. And if you're finding like you're not finding many opportunities specifically for sophomores, there are good reasons for that. Upperclassmen mm -hmm. are in a position to accept a full-time offer, whereas you're obviously not. And they typically have an additional year over you in terms of academic and professional experience and yes. preparation. Okay. So with that aside, things that we remind students to do, whether you're a freshman or a sophomore, is to lean on pre-existing connections you may already have. Yeah. So friends, family, parents of friends, tapping into those connections that maybe you've just overlooked mm -hmm. um, is one thing you could be doing. Yeah. And in terms of that might open itself up to an internship, might open itself up to a series of job shadows or informational interviews. Um, also, there are opportunities on Handshake though. So this morning I went into the jobs tab on Handshake and I literally just typed sophomore mm -hmm. in the search bar. I found 27 positions for sophomores. Okay. That's not nothing. Yeah. Um, I think the larger conversation that I like to have with sophomores is what comes to mind when you think of an internship mm. and how is it different than a summer job? Because I think a lot of students in their mind have made up that an internship is what I need to have and it's better than a summer job. And it, that may not actually be the case depending on your ability to put it on a resume in a way that is meaningful to future employers. Sure. So are you returning to a summer job but taking on more leadership responsibilities? Mm -hmm. That might be better for you than an internship potentially. Right. So I also just want to encourage you to not write off summer jobs entirely Yes. at this stage. Awesome. Well, I know Caroline had a summer internship. <laughs> I want well, to hear her kind of experience because she had a, an amazing, yes. great learning experience, but if you were to chat with a sophomore who had similar questions, how would you tackle this as a junior now? Yeah, I think everything you touched on was exactly what I was kind of going through and great advice. When it comes to the question of what you're looking for for an internship, I think I had to shift my mindset and I was in the same boat. I did not get my internship until like March. So if you're out there, it's, it's it happens and don't be worried, especially um, what I needed to realize too, is that they're looking for juniors first. They're trying to, I feel like when I was going through, I was getting a lot of rejections at mm -hmm. first because I'm applying to all these places and they want juniors. So you're kind of going to find some companies that might automatically be like, we don't know, like, we don't want you right now. <laughs> and it's okay because there will still be companies that will be interested in your abilities and your talent. And I think I shifted my mindset to looking for an internship to gain corporate experience mm -hmm. rather than specifically only targeting my major. Um, Cause I think I went a little bit outside of my major to something that I know would still be valuable experience for myself. Mm -hmm. So kind of looking at it as something like broadening your applications and mm -hmm. finding something that would help you learn 
skills that could be applicable to any internship you have mm -hmm. after because I feel like my internship I ended up getting I didn't even know if I was going to enjoy and I ended up first of all loving it so don't close off your options <laughs> to something that you don't think you would like and also just having the ability to work in a corporate setting figure out what an internship is like mm -hmm. what I want out of an internship this year was super helpful by doing it last year mm -hmm. um, but I think really my overall message is just to keep your options open don't be worried about not getting one this semester. I think um, it, it's an ongoing process, like we've said so many times. And I think especially for a sophomore when you're a little bit um, younger and they're looking for juniors, um, just waiting out that process, waiting. There's going to be more applications that open. And I used networking and connections that I had. Actually, it was through a connection that I got my internship as a sophomore. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what is going to happen a lot. A lot of my friends that were sophomores that did internships that year also it was through a connection it was through a family friend or it was through someone who kind of helped them in because it's so hard to get one as a sophomore when they sure. want like you said people that can work full-time after um and i think a lot of my friends work regular jobs and still are getting offers right now and so that's also real student experience so many of my <laughs> friends worked their their jobs that they had in the summer great yeah. experiences that they had or even just doing a small program or applying for different sophomore like seminars that they have for companies mm -hmm. is great because you'll meet people as well um, and you will be 100% fine either way, no yes. matter what happens. I think the biggest thing that we would love to kind of shout from the rooftops, especially if you're a freshman or sophomore, is think about, you change that mindset of having more of a meaningful summer experience mm -hmm. rather than being very, very focused on it has to be this very structured, strict, professional internship. Um, I think really sophomore summer is your last summer for you to be a college or, you know, like have fun and grow um, without kind of the the added maybe pressure of like, I need a real, real internship um, as well as like a real job to look forward to. Right. So really, when employers look at your profile or your resume, when you come back your junior year to do recruiting, they're not looking at your resume saying like, well, you know, Dylan didn't have this fancy schmancy internship for his sophomore or his freshman summer. Hence, we're not going to talk to him. They're really looking at the bullet points and the overall content that you have on your resume that tells them you have foundational business skill sets or foundational foundational skill sets that we're really looking for. That he also has room for us to train and teach and grow him. Right. So please keep that in mind, especially for our sophomores, because we we've gotten a lot of nervous sophomores um, ask about similar questions. You are not late. You're not missing out on anything. And traditionally, spring recruiting has been a little bit more favorable for our, our sophomores, too, because a lot of companies with sophomore specific programs would start advertising their roles after Thanksgiving break. Lots during spring recruiting in January and February. So that's an extra tip that you can take away. I know we're one minute late, but I do want to get to this question real fast and then um, and then we'll close out. But we had a question come in. Uh, the student looks like they're graduating uh, this December. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's, it's crazy that you have, I don't know, six weeks or so left. Awesome. Um, marketing analytics major um, trying to get interview uh, opportunities. I think depending on what you're really looking for with your major or type of roles that you're looking for, your your peak recruiting might even be more of spring recruiting. Um, so even if you're graduating in December, continue to recruit. Um, there are still positions being posted. Um, depending on what kind of marketing roles or you know uh, opportunities you're looking for, please come in and talk with us. We would love to sit down with you one-on-one, -on -one, make an appointment on Handshake so we can kind of unpack a little bit more of what you're really looking for, what that timeline might look like. Because um, I think 
we really would love to have that conversation with you and kind of customize that conversation. All right. Well, on that topic of ongoing recruiting, our last uh, employer networking night of the semester is tonight, virtually though, um, on Handshake. We have about 30 companies or so coming recruiting for opportunities, both internships and full-time. So please log on to Handshake. It's a two-step process. Register first on Handshake and then sign up for those slots with whatever company's time slots and show up on time, uh, business professional attire. Awesome. Well, good luck if you are attending. Let us know if you have any other questions, but we'll be back here next week um, talking about more recruiting efforts. <laughs> have a great one, folks. Bye.